Hi everyone, happy 4th of July. My name is Elizabeth and I'm here hanging out with Michael for our third Dragon Players episode. Tonight is a bit different from our last two episodes as there isn't a game being played this time. We are here talking about some upcoming releases, so let's jump right in. Sure, so there's a lot of things that have been coming out soon. Um, a lot of cool stuff has recently released. Um, I figured we'd start with the new edition of Age of Sigmar, the Warhammer fantasy game. Uh, it just launched on June 3rd, which is pretty cool. It's a brand new edition, already out there for everybody to check out. A lot of changes from second edition. Um, there's a new box set that'll be a little hard to get your hands on. The Dominion box set came out with the launch of the new edition, but um, apparently there's some stocking issues at the distributor and manufacturer level so you know keep your eyes open for that if you're interested uh, the new box features two new factions which is great it's a new chapter or chamber i suppose of the stormcast eternals and a new sort of side um breed of orcs or orcs as they're called the cruel boys so a lot of cool stuff with age sigmar third edition uh, definitely worth taking a look at if you're a wargamer like me i did hear that the um dominion boxes um, there will be some more coming at a later time. So for everybody that didn't get their hands on one now, there should be some coming again later. Yeah, at least in North American audiences, we've heard that uh, there's probably about a month delay on the next shipment. Um, and after that, probably by the end of the year, they'll have a, a third shipment. So if you haven't been able to get a copy for yourself or you're um, thinking about it on the fence... Definitely keep your eyes open at your stores. Uh, I know Dragon's Lair will have some more coming in pretty soon. Uh, we did, unfortunately, or fortunately, however you look at it, sell out of our first run, which was great. And we'll be getting in, you know, another handful. So definitely keep your eyes peeled for that if you're interested in 3rd Edition. It's, uh, it's a good one. So what all is new in 3rd Edition? I know you mentioned what comes in the Dominion box, but, like, what is what is in the new rulebook? Yeah, sure. Um... Like I said, there's the new, the brand new faction, which is the Cruel Boys, the Oryx that are kind of swamp-like with big slimy creatures and stuff. As far as rules changes overall, um, there's quite a few different things from third edition uh, compared to second edition. There's definitely an increase in points for each model and you know group of models, so battles in general are smaller and easier to get through. Uh, which was definitely a focus for Games Workshop, they said, was going to be making sure people actually get through their games instead of playing, you know, three turns and then ending it. Um, they're definitely continuing with the narrative they built on the Broken Realms books. That was that set of four campaign books that kind of shook everything up and introduced a lot of cool new characters. So they're continuing that for sure. Um, the really great thing is that most of the existing armies and their battle tomes, uh, their army books, so to speak, are still working just fine with the new edition. There's definitely new rules, um, new you know rules for modifying your dice. There's new rules for who goes first in a turn, um, moving around the board and your unit coherency, all kinds of new stuff that's changed. But for the most part, your existing battle tome should still work. Just make sure you're up to date on those new core rule changes. And if you're playing in what they call matched play, which is sort of the competitive way to play, there's also changes in army construction, like how many of a certain unit you can take and how uh, large those units can be have had some overhaul. So definitely look up the reinforcement rules for matched play if you're interested. A lot of fun new changes. So definitely Age of Sigmar fans, I think, are, um, are enjoying the changes from what I've seen and heard. Uh, you know, jury's out on who's going to rise to the top as far as armies, but... 
Um, overall, definitely worth investing in if you're into Warhammer and specifically Age of Sigmar. Sounds great. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm definitely excited about it. I gotta get some games in for sure. Um, another thing releasing um, would be the Magic: The Gathering Adventures in the Forgotten Realms boxes. I hear those uh, those are coming out on the. 23rd is the official street date? Yes, the 23rd will be the street date. That's um, in a couple Fridays from now, if you're listening when this episode airs. Um, the week before, however, is going to be the pre-release, so we'll have some stuff available for sale then. Um, overall, I'm really excited about this set. I think it's going to be really cool. Magic players might be on the fence since it's sort of a crossover, but I personally think it's going to be very, very cool. We've seen a lot of really cool cards Um yeah. Sort of spoiled so far. It's going to be really cool to see the uh, the characters that D&D players know and love in the world of... Yeah, wrapped up in the mechanics yeah. of magic. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I definitely agree on that. I you know I, I love all the Legend of Dritz books, and there's a lot of great adventures out there, like um, you know Descent into Avernus and Storm King's Thunder, and there's characters from those books that are featuring as cards in the new set, which is really cool. So... You know, if you really like Descent into Avernus and you think, you know, Archduke Zariel is a super cool character, she's going to have a Planeswalker card, which is really cool. Um, Drift Orden is going to have his own card. Um, all kinds of stuff. So that's coming soon. The pre-release is going to be on the weekend of the 16th yes. through the 18th. Mm-hmm. Um, we're running several events, I think. Yes, we are doing a Friday night. Um, there's yes. one Saturday at 11. Saturday at 5 p.m., and then our two-headed giant is on Sunday. Yeah, we expect those will probably sell out pretty quickly. So definitely, if you're interested in this, um, pre-release is where you get your hands on the cards for the first time. And please note that this is the first one this year that we are not doing a take-home event for this. Yeah, we're doing our in-store pre-release again, which I think is really exciting. Um, It's it's good to have everybody back in the store. And um, for the most part, it's uh, going to turn out to be... For most players, I think pretty pretty cool because not only is it the first one back in store, this is also replacing the core set for this uh, for this year, so it's a good set for new players to get invested in. Um, we're actually running a promotion since we're having set boosters for sale during pre-release weekend, which is the 16th through the 18th, like we said. Uh, you can buy a set booster box for 129.99 from Dragon's Lair Comics and Fantasy. So something to look forward to if you're interested in picking up the set. But there's um, Kind of a, a little bit of everything for, or something for everybody in this set. Um, you you want to uh, discuss any new mechanics or anything like that that we've mentioned? I was going to ask you about the new uh, venture mechanic. What is what does that do? So, appropriately in this set, there's a lot of focus on dragon creature types, which is there's a lot of different named dragons, and there's like Tiamat has a card, but there's also on the other side the dungeon mechanic. There's separate cards uh, that are coming in the set. I think there's only three of them to start, but each of them are named after um, famous dungeons like the Tomb of Horrors and the Dungeon of the Mad Mage, I think, has one. And basically what they are is the Venture keyword. It shows up on a bunch of different cards in the set, like on adventurers and on uh, named characters. And as you trigger the Venture keyword, usually um, it'll say, like, win X creature enters the battlefield, venture into the dungeon. When you do that, you put a marker on the dungeon card, and it's kind of like a little flow chart where you get a small bonus or ability 
based on what room in the card your marker's on. So, for instance, the Tomb of Annihilation card, the first room is called Trapped Entry. When you venture into that room, each player loses one life, which doesn't sound great, but if you're playing a black deck, maybe that has mechanics based off losing life. You know um, I only play black decks. <laughs> yeah, I, I do, I do. Um, for instance, the Lost Mine of Fandelver from the starter set. Uh, the first room is the cave entrance, which lets you scry one. So for, you know, maybe a blue-white deck, that's pretty useful. And as you venture further and trigger that keyword more and more, you go further into more rooms until you get um, better and better bonuses. And then once you complete a dungeon, there's also cards that benefit from that. So it's a really fun mechanic and very flavorful for this specific set. Um, so I'm really excited about that. I also want to send a quick shout-out to some of these cards that are... Uh, almost sort of narrated or named like a Dungeon Master's narration. For instance, there's a red card uh, that's just called, like, You Discover Two Goblins. Mm -hmm. And you get to choose an effect on these types of cards. So one of the effects is, like, you know, attack them, and you, you get a bonus to some attacking creature, or befriend them, and you get a goblin creature token. So it's a really fun sort of way to bring the Dungeon Master concept into the game as well with these, um, I think most of them are instants or sorceries that give players choices like a Dungeon Master would. I've already seen so many memes about those cards. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of good stuff out there. There's also a lot of really fun and interesting like translations of D&D mechanics into magic because one of my favorite things is looking at a magic card and seeing its mechanics and understanding sort of backwards how the designers made this work, you know, how it makes sense. Like, um, the Goblin Javelinier is one card. It's a one-cost red creature that has haste, because goblins are naturally kind of quick to anger and flighty. And then it says whenever Goblin Javelinier becomes blocked, it deals one damage to target creature blocking it. Which makes sense, because you have a javelin, and you're holding it out in front of you, and you deal damage before yeah. somebody hits you, you know? So these sorts of little ways to understand the decisions and design they made are really, really fun. And there's a lot of really interesting mechanics in Forgotten Realms, especially with rolling dice. They, yeah. they definitely introduced a lot of fun rolling a d20 mechanics as well. Um, but that's, I mean, that's definitely a big set. We're definitely really excited about that one. So if you're interested in magic, uh, definitely check that out. You know, give us a call if you want to pick up any, if you have any questions about it. We are more than happy to sell as much as we can of that. Of course, with the whole um, magic... D, D thing there's also a D, D magic book that's been announced for release some point this year yeah it's later in the, the uh, Strixhaven winter. yeah Strixhaven I think it's called Curriculum of Chaos yes which should be very exciting I think yeah I'm excited <laughs> yeah um, I read some of the Unearthed Arcana that they had on the mm -hmm. website it sounds so cool I can't yeah. wait I'm buying it it's a really clever way to introduce sort of a magic academy with the unearthed arcana they did without forcing a player to play a wizard because you know you think if you go to wizard school you have to be a wizard but they right. have no they have all the different magic classes in yeah there. there's different subclasses for you know if you're going to be a druid you're going to be in the wither college if you're going to be you know a warlock you can be in a couple different ones so it's a really clever way and i really hope it translates mostly in full to the to the final book um, because Strixhaven is a really cool concept for a setting. Uh, yeah. I suppose it's, the, the plane is called something else off the top of my head. I can't remember. But Strixhaven the school is a, is a really fun concept that I think could really create a lot of rich conflict for a D&D &D party. Yeah. Me. 
there was I mean there was so much fun that we had with uh, Strixhaven when it first came out and of course with our drafts we're still running um, a lot of Strixhaven yeah it's still a, a very popular set and it's got a weirdly like even for a magic set a weirdly like large set of really identifiable personalities mm-hmm. you know each of the colleges has a different character that sort of represents them and they all have these really well-defined personalities even in just the cards that they have so I'm really excited like Quintorius the Loxodon. I'm really excited to see him <laughs> in a D&D game because I liked playing with his card when I played a Lorehold deck. So it's a really cool concept, and I'm definitely excited for it. But before Strixhaven comes out for D&D, there's another book coming yes. out that I think you're way more excited about. <laughs> I am excited for Wild Beyond the Witchlight, the Feywild Adventure. The Feywild, <laughs> if you're not familiar with it, the Feywild is where the, the Fey live, the fairy folk. And it's sense. maybe the weirdest place you can go in all of D&D. Because, <laughs> like, there's other planes like Pandemonium and, you know, the Astral Sea and all this stuff, and it's weird. But, like, the Feywild is where it's like where the weird goes to be weirder. It's <laughs> super crazy. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited. I think there's some rumors of uh, new races coming uh, in the Wild Beyond the Witchlight book. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the Honest Arcana seems to be tying into that a lot with yeah. the rabbit folk. The fey folk, yeah, being the rabbit able folk. to play a fey sounds yeah. pretty cool to me. There's definitely um, some really cool fey folk options that came out with that Unearthed Arcana. Like you said, the rabbit folk. I think there was like pixies and stuff was one maybe. Um, yeah, the fey. Or, or and just then fairy maybe it was. The, uh, the owl. Owl folk. Or, folk. Um, are also something I would also expect to see in Strixhaven since there's <laughs> owlin uh, characters. Right? <laughs> so definitely a good tie in there. Um, and fey races in general are very, generally very powerful I find in 5th edition. So it's interesting to see how they're going to balance potentially new ones like rabbit folk with existing player races. Well, given that it is a carnival circus kind of setting, I totally expect the weird, the whimsical, the wild. And which one? <laughs> yeah, but I'm very excited. I, I'm, I'm super excited for, I don't know, playing a rabbit person. I'm really <laughs> curious about it, mostly because, you know, you think about a D&D setting and you think about the kind of dungeon master that would include a circus or a carnival. You know, it's like one of the first things they did in the new, in the second campaign of Critical Role. I've seen it in other campaigns where people go to a carnival and they meet all sorts of weird and wild personalities. And then I imagine a dungeon master trying to put that in the Feywild of all places. <laughs> and it just, it kind of makes, it, it boggles my mind a little. Just like what kind and what level of weirdness are we going to find in this strange fairy carnival i also appreciate that the cover explains nothing oh no it's it's <laughs> it's like there's a dude and another dude and a big you know a big, big top, top tent and that's it i mean and like if beautiful. you didn't if you didn't know based off the title or based off um the alternate cover which features a displacer beast which is really cool uh, if you didn't know, you might not even realize it's a Feywild Adventure. It, yeah, it should be a it weird just looks carnival. like a... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's definitely something that I would highly recommend any D&D players look into because, generally speaking, these sorts of adventures and setting um, books contain a lot of good player information as well as a lot of good Dungeon Master information. There will be, I'm sure, new fey creatures, new spells, probably. Yeah. Um, my favorite section is always the new magic item section. <laughs> yeah. So... Definitely some really cool stuff. 
I'm also really interested in seeing what sort of ancillary products come out with it because there's usually card decks and um, you know miniatures. And I know one of the miniatures coming out from Gale Force Nine is actually of Tasha, the wizard from right. Tasha's Culture of Everything, which didn't make a lot of sense to me at first. But then I talked to somebody who knows a little more about D and D with me, and then it does make sense. She's sort of connected with the Feywild. Um, <laughs> But she's getting a miniature, which is really cool to see those named wizards yeah. coming out in miniature form. Um, so there's there's definitely always a lot of fun side uh, products that come out with a new big D&D adventure. I'm definitely interested to see what else gets announced. Um, mostly like the blind box miniatures, because we like to collect those. Oh, yeah. get, I can imagine like, you know, the, the from WizKids, the uh, sort of blind box eight count packs and... Uh, Seeing what weird and crazy stuff is inside those will be really cool. I always like the new monsters, the the ones that they introduce yeah. for the different campaigns. Well, I want to see like what a miniature for, you know, a, a giant weird fey behemoth would look like, or what kind <laughs> of weird dryads they can introduce. And yeah. I'm really personally excited to see if they make Eladrin more um, prevalent because they're yeah. sort of a a fey race that I think has been underappreciated so far. Yeah, uh, for definitely, sure. Definitely worth. Uh, Taking a look at if you're interested in D&D at all. Well, in addition to that, all these things coming out for, for D&D would be the uh, D- Dungeon Master Screen Kit. Yes. The new one. Yeah, they're, they're another Dungeon Master Screen. It's <laughs> we like don't the, have enough, right? It's like the 15th <laughs> for 5th edition, but they're all great. This one specifically, they've mentioned, has more rules for dungeon delving. So if you're actually got a party who goes and explores and you know loots dungeons um, in an adventure, maybe like Princes of the Apocalypse or something like that, um, some specific rules for that, which is really nice to keep on hand. Plus, you know, you get new art and stuff like that. Yeah, that's always so, appreciated. A lot of new D&D stuff. When's all this coming out, though? Um, the Dungeon Master's screen kit would be the 21st. Um, that's also for Wild Beyond the Witchlight. The 21st of September. September, yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely some big stuff coming this fall. I know some people have kind of, you know, been a little upset that there's not like a Planescape book or whatever other weird, you know, side setting they can imagine. But the Feywild definitely needs to be explored, both yeah. in book and by players. I think it'll be really cool. I mean, um, Wizards just went kind of crazy with their announcements with the... They did. The video game, the... Uh, yeah, they got the Dark Alliance game the that came books, out. The Dungeon Master's screen, the mm-hmm. um, magic set. It's just yeah, so and much. <laughs> it's it's definitely great to see if you're a fan of the settings or or the game itself. It's also fascinating to see people who you know do have different opinions because I've I've seen people online and talk to people who think you know fifth edition is in its death now and sixth edition is coming any day now and then i look at this sort of stuff and i think yeah right not a chance (laughs) they're gonna they're gonna keep just basically printing money honestly (laughs) because they're uh they're doing very well and most of these books are um are usually massive hits among the player base there's i can't imagine i can't remember the last D&D book that was kind of a close to what you could call a flop um, it's just been basically hit after hit since yeah. 5th edition launched, you know, six I mean, years ago. I mean, they just keep introducing new stuff that makes you kind of kind of need the book. <laughs> yeah. Well, and what's great is that, you know, in the in the last days of 4th edition, many, many moons ago, um, it felt like there was too much. There was too many books. There's three players' handbooks. There's four monster manuals. You know, there's too much. 
and they've somehow managed to print out almost, I would say, close to an equivalent number of books, but it doesn't, at least to me, feel overwhelming. You know, I can think of, I can talk to a dungeon master, and they're they're saying, I'm going to run this campaign, and I can think of a character I want to play and know where to find the information. Yeah. You know, really, when you look at books for players, there's only maybe three of them with Player's Handbook and Tasha's and Xanathar's. And then, you know, there's monster books like Bolo and Mordenkainen, but there's really not the kind of bloat that older editions had, which is really nice. It's still very streamlined, and they definitely time their releases with a lot of space between for people to sort of adjust their games. So definitely some some smart moves by Wizards for sure. Yeah, definitely. Now, we've talked a little bit about Magic. We've talked a little bit about D&D. We have to talk about my favorite thing in the whole wide world, and that's Pokemon. <laughs> so uh, if you're a, po- a Pokemon player, you might be familiar that Chilling Rain, the most recent set, um, came out, oh, I don't know, about a month or two, maybe a month ago at this point. Okay. Um, the next set, which is called Evolving Skies, is going to be coming out on August 27th. So it's not as far away as some people might think. Um, definitely looking forward personally to a lot of the things showing up there. I always, I mean, you know, I always like opening Pokemon packs. Oh, yeah. There's there's nothing better, really, than just <laughs> cracking open a pack. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm pretty excited with all the, um, the evolutions that are going to be featured on this one. Yeah, it seems to be a focus for them, which is really cool. There's, um... I mean, it is Evolving Skies. Eevee is the evolution Pokemon. Pokemon. You're right, yeah. Um, But it's got the the typical products. It's got booster boxes. They're doing elite trainer boxes, as always. They'll have sort of blister packs and things like that. So we're going to do what we can, of course, at Dragon's Lair to get as much as we possibly can. Because we know, I mean, Pokemon collecting in general has been like a meteoric rise in the past year. Yeah. Which, I mean, it makes sense because it's like... You know, in the year of COVID, year and a half or however long, um, people are looking for hobbies that they can do by themselves. And I mean, so many people picked up hobbies that they had, you know, from childhood. I've seen so many people who picked up a Game Boy again or logged into their Wii and it's just like... Start playing RuneScape again, you know? Oh, don't tempt me. <laughs> but, I mean, it's crazy just how many people, because of... COVID. Necessity, yeah. I mean, we're just like, hey, you know what? Neopets. Let's open up. My, let's log back in. <laughs> Check how my my. I don't even remember any Neopet names. I'm sorry, Neopets. Oh my gosh. Anyway, but um, yeah, no, it's definitely been sort of the the cause behind the meteoric rise of Pokemon collecting. You know, there's big names on at least an internet celebrities who are like buying and opening Pokemon packs and making a big whole hubbub about it. At this point, we're pretty confident that most of sort of the stock issues and unavailable product has kind of ceased. We've been able to get stuff back in store, which is really nice for yeah. especially our younger visitors who we know are sort of obviously the prime demographic for that. Yeah, and the ones who are playing uh, Pokemon online. We're not running Pokemon events in store right now. They no. are only online because yeah. of the children. Yeah, given that kids can't be vaccinated just yet, um, the Pokemon Play organization that sort of governs in-person yes. play is still, at this time of recording, restricting in-store play for Pokemon events. So 
We're not currently running any yet. We're hoping, based on numbers, based on public health recommendations, that we can safely do that. But our first priority is obviously going to be keeping you know the kids in yeah. our community safe. And we just opened everything else back up pretty yeah. much. Uh, yeah. A All good, of our magic events. It's a good time for events. We've been um, bringing Maybe. everything back. Um, but yeah, Pokemon's, <laughs> Pokemon's the one we're still holding out on just to keep the kids safe, of course. But hopefully we're going to have all this product in August once it releases. Um, there's some other stuff coming out as well. That's the 27th, like we said, Evolving Skies. But there's also the monthly first partner packs. August 27th. August 27th, yes. Yeah, not this month. Um, the first partner packs are also releasing. So they started these a couple months ago since it's the 25th anniversary. They've been sort of doing the nostalgia of like going back you know, by each generation, each region within the games. The next one's going to be the Generation 4 starters from Sinnoh. So that's going to have the Turtwig, Piplup, and Chimchar oversized cards. Did you catch how I almost forgot their names? I'm a fake fan. Yeah, you are. Yeah. But um, Gen 4 starters are going to be next. Those first partner packs are a great product for, um, you know, fans like me in their 20s and late 20s and 30s who are just nostalgic about the stuff they played when they were kids but they're also great for kids since i know personally children love those giant oversized pokemon cards and they're <laughs> super cool um obviously gen 4 is next followed by that will be gen 3 2 and finally generation 1 will be near the end of the year so those first partner packs definitely a good product um we have a whole lot of generation 5 right now we just got those restocked in which is really nice mm -hmm. so a lot of cool pokemon stuff there's even more actually we haven't talked about just yet Yes, the Calyrex V-Box. Calyrex, can I just say, is a weird Pokemon. It's a Pokemon <laughs> with a big head riding another Pokemon that's a horse. Like, like I want to say they're jumping the shark, but they're kind of not because they've also done weird stuff before. It's like it's like if Kangaskhan was weird. It's like two Pokemon in one, basically. I love Kangaskhan. Kangaskhan's great. Calyrex, definitely weird. But the Calyrex <laughs> V-Box is coming out. Yes, with both versions of the Calyrex Pokemon. The so ice and the dark types. Ghost type, I think. No. Isn't it? Dark type. I thought it was like... You know what? Both of us are fake. Yeah, you know, We don't remember. It's fine. <laughs> We've only played a little bit of the DLC for Sword and Shield, so like I've we're not 100% sure. Either. But... Yeah, it's got Calyrex, plus it's two differently typed mounts. Um, there, so there's two versions of the box, basically, that are going to have those oversized cards. They're going to have probably the coins and the uh, the booster packs that get thrown in there. Um, so if you're interested in picking up, obviously that's one of the newer Pokemon, so it's hard to get cards for it. Definitely a good place to do so. You are absolutely right. It is a ghost type. I thought so, because I was like trying to remember the name of the horse, and I was like, one of them's like Glass Dryer, and that's the ice one, because like Glacier... But then I thought it was like Shadow Rider. Shadow Shadow Rider Pokemon, that's what it is. Mm -hmm. It's like Spectral Shadow Spectral Rider Calyrex. Yeah, Shadow Rider and Ice Rider, I think, are the two types. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that box set is coming out, so it's one of those nice premium collections. Uh, again, another product that I know a lot of our younger customers love to just stare at and hold wistfully and ask, Mom, Dad, can I please have this? So definitely keep your eyes open for that one if you've got a younger fan in your life or yourself. You know, I would probably buy one for myself, so I totally understand. I don't know why you're saying probably. We already know, Michael. We're going to buy both of them. We're going to buy both versions. It's pretty simple. <laughs> um, we also have uh, the Marnie Premium Tournament Collection. Yeah, those are those are a new product, uh, Ryan, that 
I don't think they've released much of anything like it before, but basically it's just a box containing sleeves and tokens and dice mm-hmm. themed around the Marnie character, who is like everybody's new favorite from Sword and Shield. Yeah. Because she's pretty cool. Yeah, she's pretty cool. So those make a fun product um, for collectors. You know, if you're playing an in-person tournament, if they open back up, you can pick up all the stuff you need to play, especially with the Marnie theme. So those are going to be fun products. They hopefully open the door for more characters to get those because I can think of a lot of Pokemon like gym leaders and uh, elite four members who would make great. It's Brock, isn't it? I mean, Brock's pretty cool, <laughs> but as far as like Gen 1 like gym leaders go, like, I mean, I gotta give it to Giovanni. He's got the style. <laughs> he might be like a mafia boss, but he's pretty stylish. Um, but there's, I can imagine they will probably do... Um, you know, one for Leon and his Charizard and... I can't get over the cape. You don't like his cape I with all the sponsors on the back? I don't like the cape with the shorts combo. You it's don't a like, look. You don't like his leggings with his bike shorts, his high top sneakers, and his, like, flat, his flat bill hat with his cape? They really said made for kids on that one. <laughs> yeah, they're like, what would kids dress themselves like if they were champion? <laughs> It's my favorite thing that you can also, a little off topic, but you can also get his outfit and wear yep. it in the game, sure which can. is great. So, you know, go buy Sword and Shield, play it, and let us know what you think, because uh, Leon's a lot. I mean, Michael hasn't taken off the crown yet. Hey, I earned that crown by completing a Pokedex. I caught them all. <laughs> this time. That's what you're supposed to do. They've been telling me for 25 years. I think we have a little bit more Pokemon, even with all of that, don't we? Let's see here. Yeah. So October 8th is going to be the release of Pokemon Celebrations. What's that? So that's going to be... There's not a ton of details about it right now that I know of, but it's going to be another set with, you know, boosters and, and boxes and things like that. And I think it's supposed to be their sort of, like, last hurrah of the 25th anniversary featuring a lot of older... Um, type of cards so like back in the day there used to be like dark cards not dark like the type but like dark alakazam dark espion i remember um they'd be sort of these like evil or or less you know friendly versions of pokemon and they're bringing those back which is really cool um there's a box featuring dragapult prime which um is is going to be interesting to see sort of a new pokemon with an old sort of flair there's a Pikachu VMAX collection, which... Of course there is. Well, VMAX is, is, you know, a new mechanic, but of course Pikachu VMAX makes, you know, big, chunky Pikachu, which is how it looks in the original. Yes, so of course. <laughs> they got to do the throwback there. Um, <laughs> but for Pokemon Celebrations, there's going to be a lot of cool boxes, a lot of cool, like, tins to collect, um, these sort of special collections. So definitely going to be a big, big set for people, I think, who are interested in checking out all the sort of retro-style cards and... Uh, throwbacks that the Pokemon Company is doing, uh, especially given that, you know, they've already got two sets hitting this year. The third one's going to be right, probably right before the holidays, and it'll be pretty hot, I bet. So that's coming October 8th. Um, I think that's all we have as far as, like, card games and tabletop games. We do have some, I think, board games we want to talk about, too. We have some Kickstarter stuff. Yeah, there's a bunch of Kickstarters. That we have backed as a store. So I'm sure you have a couple you want to talk about. I have a couple I want to talk about. You want to start with one that I know you're excited about? I am excited for the Literary Tarot. 
So the Literary Tarot is a deck on Kickstarter that was created as a collaboration between multiple authors. Some of the newer authors that just joined would be like Stephen Fry, Scott Snyder, Cassandra Clare. Um, each, Some big names. Yeah. Each of these authors designed a card and wrote the meaning for that card in the guidebook, which is included in the deck. And they, they chose the theme for each card based off of... Uh, famous novels. Right. So, like, the death card would be Bram Stoker's uh, Dracula. That's very the appropriate. The Hermit, uh, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. All right. These cards are absolutely gorgeous. They are so well done. The backing is just gorgeous. It's black and gold with this beautiful intertwining um, circles and feathers and a book in the center. It's really, it's really pretty. And it comes in a cool box, too. It looks like a yes. nice book style box yeah, to fit on The whole thing is book. They uh, have some of the arcanas renamed, such as uh, the quills and the ink. Instead of like pentacles and cups and yeah. stuff. That's so cool. So it's definitely, uh, it's definitely really into the novel scene. They're leaning heavy into the theme. <laughs> they, they really said literary. <laughs> yeah, for real. I'm very excited. We are getting it in store. It is one of the Kickstarters that we backed. I am definitely buying one. I'm so excited. It is described as a tarot deck unlocking the secrets of classic literature. This does sound super cool. And look, I'm looking at some of these card images now. If you're not familiar, you haven't seen it, definitely uh, check it out on Kickstarter. Like Elizabeth said, we're backing it in store. It's from Brinklit. That's B-R-I-N-K-L-I-T on Kickstarter. That's the name of the, um, the company that's making it, the Brink Literacy Project. Uh, but I'm looking at some of these card art images, and these, like you said, are absolutely gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Some of these aren't named. I'm trying to, like, figure out what book they go to. Like, Judgment is here. Um, you know, The Moon is Alice in Wonderland. Oh, so yeah. there's some really cool stuff. Uh, definitely worth your time if you're into tarot reading. If you, um, or you if know, you're not. If you like or if you're not. Selected. If you like just pretty things. If you're a big reader of, like, the classics, it would be pretty cool for you to take a look at. I mean, these would be beautiful to simply display if you wanted to. Yeah, if you had a nice sort of um, shadow box display or yeah, something to highlight them in, that'd be very, very cool. The King of Quills is nice with Marcus Aurelius from Meditations is there. So that looks really cool. I'm definitely excited about that. I know you're going to pick one up, so I'm going to have to take a look when you grab it because that's uh, super, super pretty. Yes. Was there a Kickstarter you wanted to talk about too? Uh, there's a couple. I... A couple simple ones. Um, the first one is the Castle Panic Deluxe Edition, which is coming out from Fireside Games, which, shout out to Fireside Games, Justin and Anne-Marie DeWitt, local gaming company that we love having in love the store. That. yes. Um, but Castle Panic is a super, super fun game, especially to play with kids. And they're coming out with a deluxe edition with miniatures and new art and updated um, like design. Um, it's one of my favorite, like, sit down and chill for an hour and turn your brain off to play, because it's not super complicated, um, and it's for a good for a, a slightly younger crowd as well, plus you can play it solo, which is really fun, and I'm really glad that it's getting, like, the full deluxe treatment, because it's always been a really good seller at Dragon Slayer, and, um, you know, I think that making a, making a new edition would be, um, very timely, uh, it's been based on what they're saying in Kickstarter release, like 11 years, 12 years since the first edition came out, uh, with a couple expansions here and there. So definitely well overdue, if you ask me. Definitely an interesting one I'm excited to see on our shelves, because Castle Panic, 
very fun. If you've never played it, definitely check it out. Yeah, for sure. Um, aside from that, and, you know, Elizabeth, I'm sorry, but I have to, you know, be back on my stuff. Because <laughs> uh, there's a Hellboy, the board game expansion on Kickstarter that you know I got to get and talk about. Yeah, I guess you do. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm one of those people that just loves Hellboy to, you know, to the grave, basically. And I uh, have the gigantic, huge Kickstarter version of the original board game, and now they're coming out with more, and I have to make sure people know about it because it's super cool. <laughs> so there's a couple new expansions coming from Mantic Games. There's one called The Storm and the Fury, which is, um, excuse me, themed around the um, the last sort of arc of the Hellboy series before he died and went to hell, um, featuring the Blood Queen. No, Forgive me if I'm pronouncing wrong. Nimue, I think is how you pronounce her name. No, I mean, don't look at me. I I don't know anything about Hellboy. <laughs> but it's really cool. Um, you get some new awesome monster and boss miniatures. You get a cool new Hellboy miniature that's a huge spoiler for the end of the series. So, you know, if you're interested in reading the book, don't go look this Kickstarter up. But you also get some new hero minis for like Abe Sapien and Liz Sherman. Um, definitely really cool stuff. I love Hellboy. The board game is super cool, so I'm really excited about that. They're also making a dice game for people who don't want to invest in the gigantic expensive board game. Um, so simple dice and card game to enjoy the Hellboy universe. With. Or for people who already have it and have to fuel their obsession further. Yeah. Like you. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but there's, there's obviously some cool new miniatures and stuff like that that I love uh, to grab and paint if I can. Um, some cool accessories like dice trays and uh, pouches and journals and things like that. So if you also have the Hellboy board game, you might not be aware that the new expansions are coming out. Definitely check them out. It's got two, excuse me, not two, four. Storm in the Fury is the big one. There's also Hell on Earth, which is named after the BPRD series of the same name. Pandemonium and End of Days. So a lot of new Hellboy the board game content. That's more for me and people like me, of which there are very few of us, but you know who you are. I'm, I see you. You're seen by me. What else do you got? Anything other cool things you want to discuss, possibly? Um, you know, I I can't think of anything. Well, I do. Congratulations. <laughs> no, Set me we're. Up for that. I, it's, I I didn't mean to. It's fine. We're also really excited about another Kickstarter back called Heliana's Guide to Monster Hunting. Um, you might not be familiar with this one because. It's not on our website. You also might be familiar with it because it was featured on Critical Role. So if you're also a role-playing uh, aficionado, you might um, be aware of this one. It's a new third-party D&D book coming out from Loot Tavern that basically is all about um, monster hunting and finding monsters and what you do with the monsters that you slay as adventurers. Um, there's rules for tracking down monsters, harvesting their bits, crafting Ew. stuff out of it. You say that, and then you make cool magic items out of it, and then you're <laughs> like, all right, yeah. Um, there's ten adventures included in the book. Um, so that's really fun, a lot of modular content, especially at multiple levels. And then there's also a new player class where you basically just get to be a Pokemon trainer, and that's pretty so cool. So that's what you wanted to talk about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a new monster class uh, called the Monster Tamer, with familiars and subclasses. So it's basically if you want to be a Pokemon trainer in D&D, like, who doesn't? 
but there's lots of new monsters, random encounters, magic items. It looks very, very well done. A lot of high quality artwork and a lot of really interesting mechanics on display on Heliana's Guide. So if you're interested in that one, definitely check it out, especially to add to your uh, D&D adventure times, basically. Did we back that one? We did. Like I said, that one's not on our website just yet. It's one of the more oh. recent ones we backed. Um, but it came with a full recommendation from me, and we'll definitely get as many of it as we can. On top of that, there's a couple other board games that we know are coming out this year, I think, that we have discussed a little with people who are asking about it. We've advertised a little. Frosthaven is the big one. Yes, that is a big one. We're advertising that one on some signs. that. Yeah, we had some signs up. We had people hopefully asking about it. Gloomhaven, a couple years back, was a huge, huge hit. And now they've decided to finally launch the sequel, Frosthaven. So, um, it's hard to find, like, a, a big, you know, board game person who hasn't played or heard of Gloomhaven. So, we're expecting Frosthaven to do very, very well. Um, it's got a lot of stuff to live up to, because Gloomhaven is hugely, hugely popular, even now. But it's, um, it's basically just a follow-up to, like, once you're done in the city and region of Gloomhaven, you travel north to these frozen... You know, outlying lands, what do you discover there? Frost. Probably frost. Maybe <laughs> havens. Maybe havens in the frost. Um, but, you know, it's got, like, mechanics to improve your settlements. It's got, um, you know, ways to uh, benefit your characters from base building. Um, you know, and there's, there's seasonal elements to it that change the weather and mechanics of the game you're playing. So definitely very interesting uh, and interested to see what happens and if it sort of splashes as big as Gloomhaven did. It'll, it should be pretty interesting to watch and compare the two, um, at least to me. Uh, there's also, from Darrington Press, the company behind Critical Role, since yes. you mentioned them, a new game called Critical Role Adventures coming out, which is more or less, from what we understand at this point, a board game where you get to play as Vox Machina, the adventuring heroes from their first campaign back in oh, 2016 or so. Um, so it should be cool there getting to check out the um, exploration and, um, you know, heroic encounters that the Critical Role characters uh, went through fighting off dragons and, you know, weird you know, electrical lizards and, you know, maybe demigods and things like that near the end. Not a lot of details about this game just yet, but hopefully we'll get some more since their first game, Ukutoa, has launched successfully. Yes, that was a huge hit. Yeah, uh, definitely for for being such a you know simple and light little tiling game, definitely a big hit for us. And now that it's out there and it's selling well, hopefully we can get some more info on Critical Role Adventures uh, as soon as we can. Um, definitely some exciting board gaming coming out in 2021. As far as that, I think that's one of the last things we have. I can't think of any other uh, role-playing games or miniatures off the top of my head that we're... Well, I mean, there's a lot, but we only more. have so much time. We don't, we don't have time to discuss everything. <laughs> We'd be here all night. But definitely a lot of cool stuff. Hopefully we've talked about something you're interested in. Um, and, yeah, if we have, definitely uh, shoot us a message on Facebook. You can always give us a call. 
We can obviously help people order whatever they like if you've heard something you're interested in. Yeah. Well, uh, I think we can go ahead and wrap it up. Thanks, sure. everyone, for tuning in. Once again, I am Elizabeth. I'm Michael. This is Michael. We're from Dragon's Lair Comics and Fantasy in Austin, Texas. If you have any questions or comments or concerns or... Just want to ask us how you should build your next D&D character. Just want to talk. You we, can reach out. <laughs> we, we love to talk. Like um, I, I tell it to everybody, like, hey, you need help, just... Just ask. Call us. Yeah, just, just ask. Call us, please. Um, you can call us. You can reach out on Facebook, Instagram. We also have our Discord server. And Twitter. And Twitter. We also have a TikTok. You should go follow it because we got some fun stuff on there. <laughs> and you can win stuff on there. Yeah, we do have uh, some giveaways coming up. Yeah. Uh, so that's pretty exciting. Keep an eye out on social media for that. Shout out to our social media coordinators and uh, people who manage all those sorts of things. Oh, like, that's crazy. I wonder who that is. Like Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you guys, have a great night. We will catch you in two weeks for... Something new. A special new RPG we're going to play. Yeah, we can't say anything just yet, but uh, you know, make sure you're, make sure you're ready for it, because it's going to be something pretty cool. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody.